0: And welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host, Rob Cameron, bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week, we are taking a look at MLW Fusion 172. Two titles on the line once again, but first, the news. Of course, it is sponsoring season, and I would be remiss if I didn't sponsor right just go out on a limb here and once again plug scw pro it's still real to me part two of the sequel over at the bluegrass drive-in theater in bluegrass iowa 8 p.m start time bring your own chairs and come hang out with the guys of scw uh special events hosted by uh, west end wang uh, t- uh t- hope you guys know him because i'm not terribly familiar with this work I've seen some stuff of him on youtube um but once again just throw it out there that i am a big fan of scw pro uh in connection with the black and the brave wrestling academy seth rollins's wrestling school uh they put on great shows out there so if you're in eastern iowa uh the weekend of july 15th you should totally come check it out i will be there don't worry i don't get in the ring or anything like that or do worry because i don't get in the ring and therefore i will not get my its once again uh however once again like the podcast is uh given back to independent wrestling once again in the form of scw pro so come out it's still real to me the sequel all right i'm gonna move into mlw news now and uh First of which, we are going to cover the latest developments of the MLW-WWE lawsuit. Uh, Some quasi-non-news, but I'm bringing it up. One, because it does involve MLW. uh, And two, it's actually kind of interesting overall. Um, But it was made known uh, that um, WWE counsel Jerry McDevitt is retiring uh, from his position um, and... uh, ML- and WWE is uh, citing that they'll be seeking new legal counsel to represent them going forward. Uh, WWE wanted an extension for this here lawsuit. Um, they will be... Th- now they will be defended by the a group of Paul Weiss, Rifkind wharton and garrison llp in the suit against mlw again it's not a big development but i just think it's more interesting than anything else is that jerry mcdevitt's been uh like the primary attorney for the wwe uh, ever since i can remember Uh, at least uh through the steroid trial if nothing else um yeah so that's that's kind of an interesting thing and i wonder it does make me curious to see how lawsuits will go going forward um but in terms of Being hardcore MLW news, it's not much of a thing. Also, we have a follow-up regarding the Jacob Fatu no-showing a charity event. We touched on this last week. Uh, Court Bauer did an interview with Fightful's In the Weeds program, and the topic did come up. And the big thing that came out of this is the noting that Fatu basically books himself outside of mlw unless he is working strictly for mlw any further bookings are handled by him uh so any third party events are all on fatu they have nothing to do with mlw uh however court bauer did note that mlw has is looking into the situation um and just like keeping an eye out for things because like regardless if fatu did didn't you know, whatnot, like, this is still a black eye on MLW, because people are going, hey, that's MLW's former World Heavyweight Champion who did that, oh, he's their current National Openweight Champion, oh, that's groovy, um, and so the specs of that just don't look great, uh, however, you know, it was also kind of a non-answer, which I expected, like, what what are you going to say, like, like, obviously, Court has nothing to do with this, so, like, why, why would he, like, threw himself directly on the chopping block in one way or another for it. Uh, So the non-answer this time around I'm okay with because, uh, I mean, as someone who follows the Indies, uh, I pretty much assumed this was all on Fatu. It had nothing to do with MLW and then I just reported on it because Fatu is arguably the biggest star in MLW right now. All right, we are getting into our last push for Never Say Never. Of course, that is the time of this recording. Well, tomorrow, uh, July 8th, on Fight TV, it is being hosted by the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We have three... Well, three-ish matches now being announced for the card as well as the Second Gear crew is going to be taking on the Calling's Delirious and a Mystery partner. Uh, So it looks like either the Calling is getting another new member or uh, Dr. Cornwallis could be making another appearance here, which is always interesting. And actually, he moved pretty well, so I'm curious to see how the big dude, little dude uh, tandem would work in this here situation. It has also been announced for the show that international pop superstar Becca will be taking on the newly signed Tierra James. Uh, So that's looking to be a solid matchup for the featherweight division. In addition to Becca performing live for the crowd at Never Say Number as well. And last but not least, it's been announced that Mende Leon will be in action at the tapings. Uh, her opponent has not been set in stone yet, however, she will be in action. So these matches also, uh, you know, coincide with the main event of Alex Hammerstone taking on Alex Kanin of the beaumont Fight Club for the World Heavyweight Championship. The National Openweight Championship will be defended as Jacob Fatou will be taking on heavyweight hustle Calvin Takeman, making his return to the company. The Tag Team Championship is up for grabs in a fans-bring-the-weapon match as the new Simone SWAT team take on the calling. Timothy Thatcher and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams return to MLW, and they will be battling each other in a match that I'm excited for, if nothing else. And more. Of course, there's always going to be more. Uh, MLW, the Featherweight Championship, and the WXW Women's Championship will be on the line. Champion versus Champion is Delmi Exo takes on Ava Everett. And last but not least, match-wise, there will be a Country whipping Match as Mance Warner takes on Sam Adonis. Um, that's also the main card, in addition to uh, the first two rounds of the MLW Draft will be happening at that time, too. We also uh, do have some extra little things for the Fusion ta- fusion TV tapings that are corresponding with this event. There will be a five-man, five yeah, to count, math is hard... Five-man scramble match as Willie Mack battles O'Shea Edwards, battling Ken Broadway, battling uh, Love, Doug, and Nolo Kitano. Uh, We also, as announced, have the one called Manders and Matthew Justice of the Second Gear crew taking on Delirious and Mystery Man. Uh, Trios match, Microman in the main event versus the FBI and Jesus Rodriguez. Ichiban, number one, will make his debut against TJ Crawford gene Snitsky promises us pain and of course what is being hailed as tiara james's debut which happens to be against becca so uh once again never say never 2300 arena this saturday july 8th it is going to be at 8 p.m eastern standard time um So if you're living elsewhere, you got to math for that. Uh, The event itself will be on Fight Plus, so you can watch it live. I'll be watching it live, because why not? What else am I going to do? I am the MLW guy, so I need to do MLW stuff. All right, before we get to the main thing, let's just going to jump in and, well, jump out, actually. Let's take a pause for the cause, get ourselves an energy drink, and do whatever else you do at this here time. I'll be back. Un momento. If you're like me, sometimes you need to pick me up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently Italian ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And, really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CAS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like CAS, drink Ray's Energy. All right. We are ready to go over MLW Fusion 172. Two big title matches to be had. Let's get started. Microman is out with a new theme song being sung by Mr. Saint Laurent. It is officially Microman Day here in Philadelphia when we're interrupted by a wild Davy Boy Smith Jr. He goes to shake Microman's hand and then just boots him in the head. Now... I I usually approve of this, but now we're going to take things too far. Uh, Davy Boy picks up Microman and hits the Davy Boy Smith Power Slam, the Bulldog Power Slam, um, and people are around ringside telling Davy Boy that's enough. Let's not do this anymore, and he just ends up chucking Microman their direction. Mister Saint Laurent begs off, pleading with Davy, no more, and then they embrace. Mr. Saint Laurent just, like, calls Microman a piece of garbage. I, I, I don't... It finally happened. M- uh, MSL is no longer a friend of the show. He has finally turned heel, kicking Microman to the curb. And while there is, you could argue that it's an upgrade over Davey Boy Smith Jr., I want to remind you that Microman is undefeated and the most relevant MSL has been in quite some time. We go into the intro and Matt and Joe give us a brief rundown of part of the card before Lucha Lit, Lindsay Dorado comes out. He is getting his rematch for the middleweight championship. He doesn't have his sailor cap, so no hat, no buys. I hope he loses. Out comes Akira. He has the calling goons with him, touches all the weapons before making his way into the ring. And we're not even going to wait for a bell, though. Akira just jumps Lince before the bell can ring. Uh, though Lince does make a comeback, sending Akira to the floor with a baseball slide. And it takes to the si- uh, takes to the skies with a tope. Comes into the ring, uh, Tornillo gets two. We go to break when we come back. Akira crotches Lince on the top rope. Raven stares lovingly as Akira stretches Lince um akira goes for a chop battle and is victorious and a trading of counters leads to a backbreaker by akira however a flipping ddt gives linsei the brief advantage going for the moonsault trifecta but takes too much time on the third moonsault and eats a boot for his efforts a big german Sioux play for two by akira uh Two boots in the corner, but on the third one, Lindsey comes back with the sp- with the handspring stunner. However, Akira dodges another attack and yoinks the mask just clean off of Lindsey's head. Now, if this was Lucha rules, the match would be over. That that is a DQ. However, this is America, and we believe in yoinking masks. Uh, so match gets to continue. Somehow, Lindsey, like tries to fight back with uh without his mask on while covering his face so like he has his arm like over his eyes trying to fight everything but eventually falls victim to the death penalty lifting reverse ddt your winner and still mlw middleweight champion akira of the calling Oh this was uh, this match was significantly better than the triple threat match. I think uh, Kira felt a little bit more at home in this match. Of course he also got to dictate the pace for a vast majority of mass- vast majority of the match itself. Um I don't know what to make of uh, Lince losing his mask. Obviously, The Calling now has a trophy. Um, I'm not sure because I don't pay it. I'm not a big fan of Lince, not going to lie. And uh, so I'm not sure if he's been rocking a new mask on the indies or if he's been wrestling unmasked. Uh, but this, at least in MLW, like this is kind of a big effing deal going on here. Uh, but we'll see if that's followed up upon at all or if this is just the end of Lince Dorado. Following this here match, we have the Beaumais expose part to trying to figure out who the backer of the Beaumais are. Despite the fact that we've kind of announced already that, you know, we, we're we're getting this answered at Never Say Ever. So let's just annoy Alex Kane and just throw random names out there so we look kind of weird and foolish. Uh, names tossed out that were eventually scrapped away include... Hey, hey! It's Conrad Thompson, Jim Cornette, Queen Latifah, and quit hating, Shug, It's Dixie Carter. Uh, again, this uh, this has been revealed that uh, this will be revealed at Never Say Never this year, Saturday at the time of the recording. Um, by uh, the guys of the pod on um, the uh, at the Urban Network, we've all kind of speculated a bit, like who we want. Um. And I'm cluel- clueless, but, like, I kind of hate MLW just tossing out names for, you know, street cred. Like, what are they, Twitter? I don't know, man. Uh, anyway, in the gym, of all places, the second gear crew are getting ready for their match tonight. They are going over strategy. Ultimately, the strategy is put Juicy through a table, get the gold, go to the pay window. Uh, last week, Taya Valkyrie attacked a new MLW featherweight champion, Delmi Exo, giving her a curb stomp onto her own Taya a title. It was announced that Taya was fined and suspended for one week for the attack. However, it is also up in the air whether Delmi will be medically cleared to compete this Saturday at Never Say Ever. So, I guess Taya got off pretty easy then, I don't know, $2,500 fine which is probably nothing for her uh, and it's suspended for one week that she probably wasn't scheduled for anyway, so whoop dee doo uh, we get an announcement and some footage, allegedly backstage it looked pretty cgi to me uh, that we're supposed to be having like a mini press conference involving Alex Hammerstone he has continued in a no-show uh, this here CGI press conference, which I mean, good on him it's cgi um. So instead of CGI press conferences, we're gonna have a second match. It is Young Billium, Billy Starks taking on the Callings Mandy Leon, who made her debut for MLW last week. Uh, we have a calling video. Uh, they announced that Ricky Shane Page is pretty much going after Fatu and the Open uh, National Openweight Championship next, so he better watch out. Uh, we really don't get much warning as the bell rings we go right to battle mandy leon on the attack big german suplex. they fight on the a- apron taking turns with forearms uh before uh mandy hits a tomikaze on the ring apron might i remind you that is the hardest part of the ring uh however once they're on the floor billy suplexes mandy leon um we do get the announcement that hammer is skipping the press conference evidently really going to eat a fine on that front. Uh brainbuster onto the knee inside the ring by Billy Starks. Uh gas mask goon interferes and dumps Billy off the top rope. This uh fall from grace if you will uh, allows Mandy Leon to hit the DDT to get the victory. Uh this is a match that totally could have used some more time. Both of these ladies could go. Um however, like I guess this is what I asked for last week. Question mark, Um, except they did it over someone with a bit more name value that I actually wanted to see like stick around who's going to be like the future of the business um, instead of no offense intended to La Chica Cara, 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 Clara Carreras. Man, I have problems with that name. I apologize for that. Um, But like, I mean, it, it was what it was. It was entertaining for the time it lasted. Again, kind of like to see it get some more time. But, you know, what are we going to do with it? Hey, hey! Hammers decided he's going to talk now. No CGI needed for this. Uh, He's held a title belt in MLW for the last four years. He is not a placeholder champion. This is just his spot. Following this, we have the Never Say Never Control Center. Uh, Of course, we... Like ran over the card at the top of the show. So I'm not going to go into that into full detail. Uh, we follow this up with Ava Everett cutting the same promo from last week. And by cutting the same promo, I mean they just replayed the video from last week. So I'm not going to go into that in detail. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, you know, check out last week's episode. Uh, we also then cut to Alex Kane and Mr. Thomas. The truth is here and the truth is Beaumier, Beaumier, Bomaye. All right, it is time for our main event of the evening. Second Gear Crew versus the SST Samoan SWAT Team 2.0 in a hardcore match for the Tag Team Championship. Um, Despite the promos backstage and what was kind of been shown on title cards, the actual representation of the Second Gear Crew is the one called Manders. Huzzah! And... Old Mancer himself, Mance Warner. Uh, we start off hot as we expect this to uh, throw in chairs. Everyone's just throwing chairs and clubbering and then Flopping off to the floor. We cut over to see uh, Mance Warner flip-flop and fly with an eye poke. We go to break and Manser's is introducing a table to the mix. Lance Anawati's getting a ladder, a teeny tiny ladder, followed up by a big ladder. Uh, beers are flying everywhere as they're being used as weapons. Uh, Mance saves Manders, uh, knocks Lance and off the big ladder into the smaller ladder, uh, that, oh, that had to hurt, and that kind of, like, just took him out of the match, which he probably should have, again, that fall was nasty, um, Juicy cr- uh, catches Manders coming up, or excuse me, Mance Warner off the top rope mid-air, uh, however, Man- uh, Manders avenges his, uh, earlier beat down with a bunch of nasty chair shots uh juicy uh decides that he's going to slam manders onto the table goes up, tries to go up to the second rope uh, however Manders, um yeah gosh manders and mansers wow like it's that crazy uh Mance Warner climbs up onto Juicy's back trying to stop him. He's like trying to choke him and beat him uh, while on the second rope. And Juicy just is like, whatever, I'm going to fall down and maybe kind of jump with it. Uh, And he does. He jumps off the middle of the rope with Mance Warner on his back, crashes through the one called Mander's, through the uh, through the table placed in the ring, um, Mance bounces off the back and gets caught up in what's left of the ladders as uh, Juicy pins Manders. One, two, three, and still, your MLW World Tag Team Champions, the Samoan SWAT team. Uh, my one complaint with this match, because, God forbid, I'm a wrestling commentator and I can't just sit down and enjoy everything, with the announcement of the tag team titles being defended at Never Say Never. Obviously, um, it's a foregone conclusion that the Simone Swat team were going to win the match. Or the match is going to be thrown out in some way, shape, or form. Um, like, that could be all well and good. Um, like, it was an entertaining match. But, like, it was entertaining enough and chaotic enough that, like... I, I wouldn't believe there was new champions to be crowned if Manders wasn't involved. Um, however... You know, we know this Saturday never since Ever, the SST is going to be defending the Tag Team Championship against The Calling. So, like, we knew the second gear crew boys were not going to get this here match, or at least not a pinfall victory. Also, because Manders is involved, and he <laughs> he's going to have to take a fall. I mean, let's just face it. It's, he's He's leveled up some competition rather than facing that weird lucifer l or whatever his name was a handful of weeks ago um but like otherwise like a thoroughly entertaining match uh, my wheelhouse of just a wild brawl and that's what it was i mean chairs are flying everywhere lance you took a horrible bump and i'm hoping he's okay um but otherwise a good match to be had by all four competitors so my hat's off to them however we can't just let things go uh with our heads with our heads held high the calling appears and they are attacking everyone in the ring they got beefs with everyone uh however they are eventually fought off by juicy Finau, who launches a ladder at ricky shane page who's outside the ring and he got hit good i hope he's okay too um and before ending the show with a big hype video for never say never so, um actually a pretty fun episode to be had tonight. Um you know, if I'm going to nitpicky, it was a very calling heavy, which on one hand, like isn't necessarily bad depending on how you feel about the calling. Uh however, like we really didn't need them like to make an already chaotic main event even more chaotic after the fact. Um yes, I know they're go they're facing juicy and Lance for the tag titles here soon. But like, just let us have that moment. I mean, it was already a car wreck with bodies full <laughs> bodies everywhere. We really just didn't need to, you know, send Ravens goons out uh, again for that. Um, and then of course, and then by proxy, you know, they were involved in every other match as well, which is fine. Like that's just how the show was set up. And I don't have a problem with that chunk of it, but then, you know, it just became a little much by the time the main event had come along. and uh, I was just kind of tired of hearing, the uh, Calling's weird downer of a theme music, no matter like how much brawling and storytelling we got out of the deal. Oh, uh, so... That is our show. Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for Never Say Never. If I'm going to drop an extra episode for you all. Or if I'm just going to lump it in uh, with my regular review next week. Uh, I guess we'll kind of just play it by ear and also see what MLW does. Because sometimes when they have these big things going on, they skip Fusion that week too. Uh, So I might just kind of wait and see what mlw thinks it does and then just move from there i don't know check out the social medias i'll keep you guys posted on that so it's the facebook and twitter uh facebook is mlw confusion all one word twitter is at the nova of cass uh and i'll have all those things in the episode descriptor like i usually do so check those out in addition to the best ways to help support this here tiny little podcast i'm psyched for never say never that's coming up um and like all the chaos that'll ensue from that but in the meanwhile uh thank you all for listening Uh, it means a lot to me uh and i'll catch you all next week mlw confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by rob cammer and hosted by spotify for podcasters mlw confusion is part of the urban wrestling network you can check out the Underground Rundown on YouTube at Urban Wrestling NW. The background music for this section is Ruined at My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review is also helpful, because word-of-mouth advertisement is very important for small podcasts. My social media links can be found in the descriptor below, but the Twitter and Instagram are at thenovaofcast that's T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S. And MLW Confusion can be found on Facebook at MLW Confusion, all one word. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual tip jar at ko slash Casanova. That's C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com Casanova. For as little as $1, Patreon backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So join the crew that is headed up by Keith Wynn and Alan Schroeder and check it out. You can also find t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise at the Confusion Podcast store on Teespring. You can find that link below as well. For all business inquiries such as ads, sponsorship, and other voiceover work, please email at rzcammer at comcast.net. Camera is spelled K-A-M-E-R-E-R. Thank you all for listening.